Gonna, are you recording it video too? Um, I record now. I usually get like maybe five seconds of some kind of funny blooper, but like I never. Uh, uh oh, a blooper. So I think that made the cut right there. But. Oh. <laughs> hey, welcome to the podcast. You do comedy. It's been a while. I know. I suck. Anyways, today we have Julia RX. Uh, she's doing a big thing online, creating a uh, like a like a home for a bunch of mics uh, there's a lot of zoom mics out there but she's putting a, a site together where everyone goes to one site and there it is no one's asking in the groups like where the mic's at uh, anyways like and subscribe to the channel please if you like this video uh, let me know how we're doing in the comments if you want to be on the show let me know uh, anyways uh, without further ado here we go Uh, well, thanks. Thanks for doing the show. Um, you know, uh, I did not think I was going to get that many responses. I was quite overwhelmed. Not going to lie. Yeah. yeah. But you posted on Displace, right? Yeah. But I mean, like I've seen sometimes like it's like th- not everything gets a bunch of likes and comments and stuff. So, and so I was thinking like, oh, I'll probably get maybe 10. But I was surprised by how many people really want to help out. Yeah. <laughs> They want to help out themselves, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool, yeah. man. Well, thanks for reaching out. Appreciate it. Ah, no, thank, like, like I said, stuff. thank you. Yeah. Um, I I saw a little bit of like what you were telling me what you're doing for comics, and that's great. So we'll, we'll get into that. I think that's a great topic. Cool. Uh, but my, my first interview question, you do comedy, right? Do you, you do comedy? <laughs> it depends who you ask. Okay. Yes. I well, do. I'm asking I perform you. You stand up comedy. Yes. Yes, indeed, I do. All right. How long have you been doing that for? I have been, the first time I ever performed stand up was in June of 2012. But uh, I probably got back into it seriously uh, maybe th- about three years ago when I moved okay. to Austin. I got into it a little more. I was in Philly before. so. Okay. What was the, what, what, what caused the break then? Like, what was <sighs> marriage? Ah. yeah it was part of it was marriage and the yeah like i needed to get a safe distance i i'm, I'm not married anymore gotcha okay i, I kind of like uh crept back into stand up once i realized that my marriage was absurd like i needed comedy to help me understand uh yeah I'm, i mean i mean that makes sense i started my comedy after my divorce too so i guess divorce makes comedians i guess yeah, there are some common threads at the show I run. We like there's there's certain traumatic common threads that a lot of us share. One of them is definitely divorce. There are also a lot of comics who used to be teachers who come to my show. Like that seems like another place where, where people get really fucked up. Yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah. There's uh, so many common threads. You're right. Uh, just trauma in general, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And writing like, you know, it helps you get a healthy distance from it and think about how silly you look talking about what you think. Mm-hmm. Like that's the clinch with stand-up. It's like, how do people see me when I'm saying what I believe? Because I'm, I'm, I'm absurd. Like, like there's certain shit that about me that's causing me to have these experiences. Like what is wrong with my personality that I that all this shitty stuff happens to me so that's yeah that's a fun fun pursuit right it, it's definitely like when you talk about something and then you hear yourself talking about it, you're like oh you know what 
all right i can see it from a different point of view even though it's, it's still you but it just sounds better i guess now you know yeah and there's i think on like you know with zoom you you lose some of it like for me i'm six foot three and wow. and like when i'm on stage it's a totally different read than here on zoom where like everyone's just about three inches four inches tall yeah yeah so i'm, I'm average on zoom right now i guess <laughs> well that's cool that's cool um so like another popular question that i like to ask is uh your first time doing comedy how did that go if you can just walk us through oh the, my gosh. the process I, I knew that you were gonna ask this i totally forgot but i did know I, I was thinking about it this morning i actually was able to find this first set i ever wrote oh. that i performed um and i was reading back through it and like i still agree with a lot of it now when i listen to the audio of it holy shit i was a train wreck because i was like talking like this and i was like oh there's so many crackheads in my neighborhood but like delivery is a really big part of it and i think that being able to like you know so many people believe that like it takes you a decade to get good at stand-up or like you know years and years yeah. and part of that is like looking back at what you used to talk about and reinvesting in it and be like yo i still believe that i still believe it and then i also have these new experiences that like i can align with my old experiences and you build out this like really rich like worlds you know so yeah it was a it was a i mean my first joke the first thing i ever said on stage was uh i was talking about how i was the only woman at the whole show and i was like oh, i got it i got a penis but i keep it in a jar on my dresser <laughs> like that was my like 25 year old joke that i thought was funny at the time but um right yeah I probably shouldn't have said that. That's a tear. I shouldn't have said. Oh no, no I'm no, not gonna be able to get a real job anymore. <laughs> Fuck. Now uh, I am gonna have to be a comedian. I think you'll be fine. I'll make sure to put it was a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, put like a slide slide uh, trombone in there, maybe. Something, something. We'll make it. I was like, do not discredit this lady from her job. It's just funny. a joke. That's that was that was kind of funny though. That was kind of funny. Um, but so I'm guessing you don't do those kind of jokes anymore. I oh god, what do I talk? I mean, well, it's quarantine, so that's that's a popular topic right now. I yeah, like I, I was totally feral basically for like three years. I was like a nomad. Like the last thing I was doing before quarantine was living in a beer truck on the streets of Hollywood. Did you say a, a beer a beer truck? Yeah, yeah. And now I live in like a multi-million dollar mansion in the Midwest. Um, Is it, did you sell all the beer in the truck or what, what happened? <laughs> I brought it with me. I thought I would be able to. Yeah, I thought that I'd be able to nurse it for at least a year, but I drank it all within the first month or two months of quarantine. So, but yeah, a lot of, I mean, it's, uh, I stopped watching TV. So like a lot of the uh, current events that I get are just comics opinions about stuff and i like that yeah, but yeah like yeah. a lot of my humor this year has been about my marriage and just why i'm like pretty much someone who should never breed you know that kind of thing okay so personal stuff all right i like it i uh, like it yeah not yeah. bad uh i am curious though so how did you go from a beer truck to a mansion i'm, I'm i would like to know if that's all right <laughs> yeah man well, 
So, yeah, so like before quarantine, I uh, I started to do like digital entrepreneurship kind of stuff and building companies. And I was just popping around the country, moving to a city for a few months, find myself an apartment, fill it with free furniture from Craigslist. And then when I left, I would just let people take the stuff away. So I, I moved into Austin like that. I was in Eugene, Oregon. I was in LA. I was in Seattle area. And it was a lot. Like it was just going, going, going. I had a glowing eyewear company that I still own called Moonglasses. And I was just going to crazy shows, taking tons of crazy pictures, meeting crazy people. But because I didn't have a house, like I didn't have like a base. It was just like I was just filling up with all this stuff and I couldn't like chug it back out again. I was just like absorbing life. So in January, I decided that I was going to move back to the Midwest. My family lives in this general area and I'd never lived in the Midwest before. And I was just home visiting for Christmas, my parents outside of Cleveland. And I decided to look for uh, a place and I found a house sitting opportunity the day after Christmas on a college message board for a like modernist mansion surrounded by bonsai trees in the woods full of like wow. classical instruments. <laughs> so I've been here for a year actually. And, and I built like a virtual comedy enterprise while living in the middle of nowhere. So, wow. That's wow. That's cool. That's wow. I should go on Craigslist more. Yeah. Well, like once you realize, like, man, we live in a, t oh, what an interesting time we live in. Or like we have the space that we can sit back and bitch about stuff because so many of us are so comfortable. Like we're just at this point in capitalism where like you can have anything you want. Same day, next day. And like, and a lot of people are a lot more charitable than you might think. Yeah. A lot of people, like people like to give stuff to other people because like we feel isolated and people need human connection. So like I've been traveling uh, like the world for free and staying with strangers for like 13 years through couch surfing. And like, it's just changed the way I look for opportunities. But you have to walk into the unknown and just say yes to what you're handed and yeah yeah definitely i think that's the scary part you have to just say yes you don't know how it might turn out but if you can take that leap you get like all these cool experiences and stories and crazy fun stuff so wow that's that's awesome yeah i'm definitely gonna go on craigslist and see what's around here yeah well so it wasn't on craigslist i oh, found that's right. this on a college message board Okay, so I gotta go to college. All right, all right. Yeah, I'll do go to a college message board. Yeah, you find the people there are typically a bit more trustworthy. Who knew college kids would be more trustworthy? Yeah. <laughs> Man. Okay, so that's that's so cool. You don't have the beer truck anymore? Oh, I do. I do. It's uh, it's like in the back uh, of my parents' farm property, just waiting on a new uh, engine, basically. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, it was so fun. It's like a 10 foot box truck. So like basically I bought a moving truck. I was moving from Oregon to LA because I had met a company at Coachella that wanted me to add, to activate their brand and get their product on the shelves around uh, mostly like Hollywood, Santa Monica, like to uh, like West LA. Right. Um, so instead of renting a moving van, 
a moving truck. I just like drove past one and saw one for sale. It basically would have cost the same to buy as it did to rent. So I moved down to LA in this like unmarked box truck full of all my stuff. And then when I got there, I just convinced the company that I was working with to sticker it with their own ads for their beer company. It was a beer company I was working for. So it became like a secret layer. And it had a yoga trapeze inside and like all my like pretty clothes and like a futon that folded down, but no one knew it. It well, except the meter maids. They they could they they kinda caught on, you know, and like the security guard in the Planet Fitness parking lot. Like he 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 caught on after a while. Oh boy, was it fun though. Wow, that sounds I mean that's like I've heard of like, you know, people who convert vans and live in them, but you you took it beyond that. You got you were moving, you did, you got the, you got the thing, you moved in there. And then on top of that, you made it into a business and you're just promoting it. It's like, that is, wow. That's, wow. That's impressive. Like I, like I, I feel like I, like I was, like I wanted to prove myself. Like it was so hard for me to break free. So I, I was a teacher. I was an art teacher and a museum teacher in Philly for like 10 years and it was all mainstream stuff and like, oh, yeah, there was a time I almost got fired from the art museum because there was a picture of me topless standing on top of a van at a protest. You know what I mean? And it was like, OK, OK, I've got to do what the bureaucracy wants. Like, as long as I'm punching the clock on a nine to five, I'm someone else's bitch. And that's just the way that it goes. And when I finally got up the courage to leave, I was like, all right, we're just going to spin off. We're going to take off and like everything I thought I wanted, I'm going to try to get it all. I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to want anything. And I'm just going to say yes to whatever comes and like believe in charity of people. And it, it, I mean, it worked great. Like I, and now I'm living in a literal mansion uh, for free. And I have like a whole sound studio in here. And like, I just kind of ended up here, but like part of it's also because of my privilege. Cause I'm like a, like, I'm like a, basically like a tall blonde like friendly curious person and like it's just my privilege so that's kind of what I'm trying to unpack through stand-up too because like I know I wouldn't have had this opportunity if I wasn't the person that I am and like what does that mean and what like what can I teach people because of that you know Uh, yeah that makes sense I think yeah I don't know if I'll have as much luck as you I'm gonna try it though (laughs) this is like this is crazy let's in my head, I'm just thinking like, wow, I can just, I can do so much more for so much less if I'm just like, open myself up and just say, yeah, all right, cool, whatever, bring it my way, take it. Yeah, well, and now it's like a different, it's a different time now though. Yeah. Like we, we I mean, don't now know that I'm, what's going on, happen Max, with this shit. Like now that I'm like hearing this and thinking and processing, it sounds kind of like, it kind of sounds like back in like the '70s and the Woodstock era, it was just all, hey jump in my car my van we'll just go travel this thing it feels like it now it's like more it's happening again but it's not just carefree like do whatever people are benefiting from it you have a awesome place to live at through people's generosity and basically like i'm probably oversimplifying but somebody's like a hippie is like yeah you can live in here it's cool Oh, and man, I've lived in like shitty places. Like I've, oh my God, I've lived in like probably 15, 20 different places. (laughs) Nothing compares to this. Like I've, yeah, seen it come and go, but like, yeah, like, I mean, geez, I'm thinking like, where is this podcast going to end up? But seriously, there's a huge concentration of wealth in this country. And like the people that have it, you can just go, 
like you can just find them because like it's social media right like we can connect with anyone directly if you try hard enough you don't have to go through gatekeepers anymore you can like walk right up to the opportunity you want and ask for it and there are a lot of people who are really generous because life has served them well um yeah yeah, man definitely you are you know case in point like awesome good for you i am i am my mind is blown by this um it's cool that that's you know that that's happening to you right now uh the other thing like it's cool what you're doing for comedians um because you showed me that link i checked out the page yeah. um, and the, okay the one the one part that really like got to me and spoke to me is that you decided to stop worrying about making yourself famous and help others and in turn, that's actually brought you success. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess for starters, I'd say my idea of success is really fucked up now because I don't care about money. Like, I've learned to be a minimalist. I've probably made less than 10 grand this year. And, like, I don't care. Right now, I don't care. I just spent a whole year, uh, yeah, basically involved in this passion project because of I was in this position of this great opportunity of living in a mansion for a year. And I saw that there were a lot of comedians struggling and I was, a, you know, I'm a comedian too. So like, I, I basically just like started by making this a open mic show and it started to get really popular. And I was like, dang, like there's a lot we can do. Like COVID has turned this industry on its nose and a lot of poets like i i consider stand-up comics to be poets and i think that people who have a practice of writing and reflecting on the world and trying to make humor of situations they're people who help society to heal and to move forward and we gotta protect them so yeah i like just basically overnight back in june i decided i was gonna pull off a 24-hour comedy marathon called comedy for International Joke Day, and we did that on July 1st, and basically from that, a bunch of people asked me to do spin-off shows for mine. We got a bunch of members on a web platform that I have continued to develop for the past seven months, and we just, I mean, now I'm producing like 10 weekly shows, and we're building, like we have a, we have a whole community of comics, of hundreds of comics, just out of nowhere. So like, you know, I'm in the middle of nowhere, um, but like my social life is so rich. It's really weird. It's been great. I mean, it's awesome. I did sign up. I checked it out. You know, there's the pages, there's the mics. I'm looking at all the different comedians and the, from what I can tell. And it's like, uh, yeah, I don't think I've heard of anything else similar. Like I know there's, I know there's a lot of zoom mics and zoom shows, but, uh, bringing it like all together into like one network. Yeah. Well, and like, think about it this year, we killed mass media. I mean, of course, I also stopped watching TV. So my perspective's a little, a little different. But like, can you remember back in like, March and April, all we were hearing about was COVID. It's yeah. all we were hearing about on TV. And then after that, all we were hearing about was fucking election. And like, people were come on, like, and I think that's when we started to realize, like, dang, there are some gatekeepers to these big mass media networks. And in, in, in a traditional sense, if you are a performer, if you are a stand-up comedian and you're trying to make it, 
historically, at one time or another, you're going to have to reckon with these guys. And they're going to have to tell you who to be if you want, uh, like, the classical, like, traditional idea of fame. But thanks to social media and thanks to, like, the open door of programs like Zoom and just, like, web development in general, like, we can make a plural network of comedians, and we can cross-promote and help each other and not have to go through those gatekeepers anymore. And it's, like, so liberating. And without COVID, like, this would never have happened. But we're on to something really fascinating. I mean, definitely true. I, th- I think it'll. I think those will definitely stick around after. Even if once there's live shows, not everyone can get out and go do things. Um, you know, people are struggling just to make it to some of the mics now. You know, uh, they got jobs or whatever. And yeah. being able to do a mic overseas from your living room that's pretty cool that's impressive like it's it opens you up to so many more people just everywhere oh yeah and that's so awesome oh yeah i can't imagine i mean i'm i'm glad that i am in the comedy world because i cannot imagine what my quarantine would have been like if I didn't have this way to meet new people from all over the place who also had fascinating opinions and were trying to get better and were making my life happier, like, damn, man. But everyone, it's, yeah, the fact that we can connect together is really something else. And I think, I know that these relationships that we're building now to the virtual comedy world, they will continue to mature over time. Once we make that initial connection and start to provide each other with opportunities and show up for each other and connect about what we think, damn, we're going to be unstoppable, man. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, oh, so about so now just the site there. Now, how did you create the whole entire thing yourself or? Yeah. Wow. OK, so you did all <laughs> yeah, the graphics. I created all of it. I created the whole thing. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. The, the animation, the graphics, all, all that stuff was you. Yeah, it was Damn, me. Yeah. That's impressive. Like I was looking at him like this is this is like this is not I was in my head, like not to put anyone down, but like no no comedian did this. Like this is a, <laughs> this a, was a professional. Nomad, bitch. Well, geez, like so like so so like I said, I used to be a teacher mm-hmm. and I was getting like stressed out. Like back in fall of twenty seventeen, I was like, dang. I had gone to school for fine arts. I was like, I don't know a single thing about the internet. I can see that people are starting to use it more. If I don't go all in trying to develop my skills in design and in like figuring out how to use an iPad and understanding how social media works, like if I don't do this now, I'm going to be so far behind because this is the future. So I gave up everything I had. And like, yeah, my first company is a glowing eyewear company. You can find it, Moonglasses. And we're, and we're going to reboot. But like, that was my case study and like how to build a brand and like how to just figure out how animation works and stuff. And I just, like, if you can find a project that you love and learn, teach yourself skills around that project, like there's nothing that you can't do. Thank God I haven't been punching a clock for someone else this year. Like I bit the bullet and took zero income so that I could make this. And like, I'm just, I'm, yeah, it was a good 2020 for me. Yeah. That's impressive. You know, it's, you've been, you're successful, you know, in your way. Um, I could not, I cannot afford to take, quit my job and pursue uh, comedy or any side little projects I like. Um, So yeah, congrats to you. Hella jealous MBS. Um, But it's for everybody. Remember it's for everybody. 
Yeah. It's for everyone. And that's the thing, too. Like, we're, we're a collective. We call ourselves a collective, and it's open door, right? So we have shows. They're free to list. Anyone can be a member. And then we're about to open up a directory where members can also list their own shows, including banners for it and sign-up info, so that we can start to churn our hundreds of members through so that they can go to other shows. Because I know, like, the back-end work of just producing one show and trying to find warm bodies to fill it up every week not to mention developing talent, like it takes hours and hours. And I just literally want to give all of this stuff I've built away to other people to use because I think that it's time that comedians came out on top for once. I, that would make 2021 a really good year. So let's do that would it. That would be awesome. That would be great. Oh, man. That's, it's awesome what you're doing. Um, it definitely gives me ideas. Um, Cause I was looking at the pages and I'm like, well, these are some cool mics, you know. Where's Vegas's mic though? Where's Vegas? Like yeah. a lot of comedians are moving here, and I'm like, maybe we should do more. I don't I don't think there's anyone here in Vegas that has a zoom mic at all. Um, oh man, I know a bunch of people in Vegas who come to my shows. Actually, we were I, I shouldn't mention that. I won't mention the name of the person, but we were about to book a mic with a person from Vegas, but they were too busy. But we were excited for a week because we thought they were gonna start a new show with us um yeah well and that's what we're hoping so we also so the rampantly website rampantly.la right now we have uh we have 100 city message boards and we're going to start using those and we have about 650 members now so we're going to start 51 like, <laughs> uh well yeah yeah all right 651 you're number 651 um but we you know we're very we're very much in the virtual world but we know that the real world is opening up again. But we've all made friends and like we're not going to give it away. Like a lot of us, we've only we've only been socializing with stranger comedians from other cities like all year. And we are a family. We're like a really weird ass family right yeah. now. But like, you know, we have a show out of Chicago. We've got a show out of Dallas. We got a show out of New York. We got a show out of L.A. We got a show out of D.C. We got a show out of Cleveland and like we believe that if we can stay strong together and keep like like doing soft touches with each other each week showing up at mics showing up at workshops together directing everyone to the website and promoting our own stuff through that that like we're gonna have a we're gonna have a nationwide if not worldwide hospitality network of comedians through this we just yeah. gotta keep giving to it yeah it's like Woo! i said it, it, it blows my mind what it is that you're doing i'm like wow this is this is awesome. Like, I, I was trying to click around. I saw the I saw there's like the message boards, the forums. I'm like, people got their little bios and stuff. And I'm like, this is. I think I I, I think I had like actually you know what yeah the other day, two nights ago I was listening to a podcast. Um, I was listening to the, the Nayland podcast and they were talking about magicians, and they have like the magicians have like their own society organization. Um. And then I, I guess like this website kind of reminds me like, oh, this is kind of kind of could be like uh, an organizations of, you know, comics and whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really. And talent development is a big part of it. Like, uh, I think when I, I've noticed so my, my blue mic show, we're in our 35th week right now. Our red mic shows in the 15th week. We've got a Spanglish mic that's in its eighth week. Uh, we've, I mean, we've got tons of tons of other shows, too. And lots of mics have been going longer than mine. But um, it's cool to me to see that when we do show up for each other each week at a mic, and, you know, like, there's there's regulars. Like, we'll have, like, eight to ten regulars on a show that's got 30 comics. 
And like the comics who keep coming to that and testing their material, they're testing their material to similar people each week. And like, you know, it rotates, but like we're building a voice and that's really powerful. And like, what, like, what is the point of celebrity? I believe that it's about like helping society to advance forward. It's like saying your piece so that you can help other people. And like, there's no need for this administrative crap between a true artist or a true performer and the public. There's no need for it. And there doesn't have to be. Like I, and, and I have never had more freedom than when I've become a self-starter and done things for myself and not had to punch a freaking clock. And like, I want all comics to be able to feel that freedom and be in charge of their own futures. And I really think we can. I really think we can too. Um, what you're doing is a great start. You know, it's, um, I was, cause I was, I, I was asking you for like some, some kind of clip or something to post on my YouTube channel so I can, okay. so it can be like, Hey, this is the person who I interviewed here, watch a clip of them or watch what they're doing or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Like, um, someone, I got one person who's sending me like a clip from one of their, they do a show. They, they make like their web show. So I'm doing posts in that. So it's great when people like, they're not just focused on themselves, you know, obviously we want to succeed, but it's great when you're not just focusing on you. Like, I, I'm going to succeed, but I want him to succeed and him to succeed and her to succeed. And then we'll all succeed one day. So yeah, kudos on what you're doing. Um, what's, what's like the next big thing there that you're going to do with that? Oh, good question. So we just launched a bunch of new mics. So we've got like two mics a week now. We are about to open up our public directory so that rampantly members can list their own mics. That's going to be a major thing. We're submitting our website for consideration for a international award. Oh. Who knows if anything will happen from that, but like we've got about a month to fine tune it and really get it up to snuff so that we can be considered for that. And then, like I said, comedy Day is on July 1st, International Joke Day. It was a 24-hour marathon last year with like five-minute slots for the most part. But uh, we have enough members now that if we give each member one five-minute slot, we could go on for like 60 hours. And hypothetically, we could actually break a Guinness record. And a lot of people are like, you need to contact the Guinness book and just like tell them to audit the show. Yeah, you should. Like, that would be so crazy. Yeah. Oh, like I, I'm always torn because like I really believe in grassroots stuff. And I really am hesitant to like do things the way that they have ever historically been done. Like, I think it's time to make new stuff. But yeah, we need to figure out how to promote our major marathons. We do them quarterly. Um, and we're going to do one for, oh, I don't know if I should speak this out loud. But like, we're, we're, we're probably going to do something for March Madness. And it may or may not be ac actual insanity. Because, oh. you know, like the idea of bracketing for that would involve local city competitions virtually. But then like condensed down to like a final four. Um, but like, yeah, don't get me started. I've got a lot on my plate, but I, but, but we do convert really fast when it comes to doing marathons because we've built the web infrastructure for them. And like, and it's also available if anyone else wants to do like comedy competitions or like crazy kinds of feature shows. Like we did a six hour marathon for, um, uh, New Year's Eve where we did ball drops in all four continental U S time zones. And we just did a live feed for six hours. But now we have this on our web platform. So if any comedian wants to do a similar show, we will just clone that website and give it to them so they can do it. You know what I mean? So they can like do anything with that structure. That's kind of awesome. That's pretty cool. I've been, um, 
because I've been thinking like myself, I've been doing the podcast, recording, posting it. And you, you like with your website, you don't want to just stay stagnant. You got to improve and do what's next. Um, and I was thinking like to myself, like I should, I should maybe just do a live interview one day. Just we're talking, people are interviewing, interviewing them. People are asking questions themselves. They want to know. Um, so in your platform with you're doing, you can do something like that and more for anyone re- really. It's, I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking of the, um, that website, uh, um, all things comedy, you know, and they got a bunch of podcasts, comedians and stuff like that, but they're big time comics mm. versus yours is most right now. It's like, if you're a comic come here, period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you're just comic, uh, comic curious. That, that too, that too, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, we believe, like, a platform, it's like a place for people to build. And that's what we want it to be like. Like, we think that cross-pollination could be awesome. We know that comics in general are really into self-promotion and they're teaching themselves how to use digital tools, how to produce their own podcasts. But, like, when everyone's just operating in this, like, archaic individualist sense you lose the opportunity to cross promote off of each other. So like, we're really trying to capture a broad audience and like, like just throw a broad net so that we can funnel audience in and it can go to the comics. Like, damn, it would be so cool if it could like turn in to like this pluralized like TV network or something where like people just come in almost like a community radio station and like do their own live shows. Like that's what we did for the 24 hour marathon. We had 15 different hosts and they brought their own shows on. We just had one Zoom room with one continuous live feed. And when everyone's promoting it together, it just brings so much more visibility. So like, if you, if you know you have a show like that coming up and it's under this like collective label, like ours rampantly, like if you have representation on that website and you have your podcast on that website and people can search for it, then when we do these big marathon events, people will be more likely to find you, you yeah. know, cause they're all going to the website. Like, I don't know. We're just trying to make a comedy machine, man. It, you are. And it's sounding like it's going to be a powerhouse. You know, everything's there. Everyone's working together. Because yeah. you're right. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're, you're right. When it comes to self-promoting, people, they're promoting their show they're on. Um, it's much easier to promote, uh, I, would, I guess, I would, uh, your website or a network, I would say, one group, promote one group. You can say, yeah, we're on there, but so is this. And everyone's throwing out that group name. So even if they don't remember the show, the podcast, whatever it was, they remember the brand. Yeah. And then boom. Exactly. Exactly. And we're trying to make the brand really open. I don't want to say open source, but like anyone can use it if they house something about their show on our platform Mm -hmm. like if you go through and look at the banners for the different shows we run like they're all different hosts and like we're not paying them or anything ourselves but like as entrepreneurs who are comics like they have their own sources of income or like they can promote their own shows but then they just put the name rampantly on it and people know where to find them and like you know we don't tell them what font to use like they decide you know so like there isn't the like like kind of belligerent oversight that you would have with like a major network because it's a collective effort right all right you're just you're just a host you're just here you just come in come on in do what you want but yeah, yeah. clean up okay. after yourself when you're done yeah. yeah yeah respect the rule that's no that's awesome that's cool oh, that's so cool um th- now it sounds like you 
you're into like you were into branding um social media stuff like that right so what what made you what made you try comedy that first time like because i'm thinking like in my head right now i'm picturing you could have had like this very successful uh brand management career <laughs> lifestyle you know yeah i've and always then, been on the fringe like that's like i like to be on the outside looking in okay like, yeah, like i yeah that's like that's that's more or less it and it's been like that forever for such a long time like even when i was a teacher and i was working like so i worked at the philadelphia museum of art and that's where i first got to know like public school kids from philly and like these are kids who were like many of them really traumatized by school hated school sucked at school the school system wasn't serving them they had a really shitty relationship with the idea of learning but you get them out of their classroom and into an art museum and like it just changes the way they think about learning like and being on the fringe and being able to see like oh this is one of these are some of the reasons that kids feel this way about school or like these are some of the reasons people feel this way about x this part of society like i'm not going to engage with that i'm going to be over here just like observing it and trying to like build the equation like put the pieces together so that i can help you know yeah Wow. Know, yeah okay all right I, I see i see what you're saying um, yeah. oh and i also uh, so i have my friend who first really inspired me to go up on stage and do comedy is now the face of one of the top viral brands in the world this past year yeah that was kind of how it started i had a couch surfer his name's james schrader he's the face of dr squash soap have you ever seen those commercials i i saw it the other day actually and i was, I was on instagram and i'm looking at it i'm like this is uh so wow, this is actually I'm, I'm I'm about to buy those. So they sound pretty interesting. Yeah. But so so wow. So that person, the doctor himself, is <laughs> <laughs> the doctor. Yeah, he's the he was the um like the rat or like the promotional person for that. But so basically, it was a friend who was a couch surfer like me who I met eight or nine years ago stayed with me we just like bullshitted and did comedy he was doing stand-up and since then i mean geez if i would have started comedy back then like real hardcore i don't know where i'd be today like he's already been voted the funniest person in san diego two years in a row and now yeah he has like like the top one of the top five most viewed instagram commercial or sorry like youtube whatever commercials ever yeah it's cool to like try to aspire toward it and be like damn man like i should have doubled down like you were doing back in 2012 so now we're just in totally different ball games but that's cool like we all rub off on each other eventually yeah i mean well you're doing your thing now and this could be your catapult you know next thing you know we're like you're on on some magazine like rampantly and and then how you change the online comedy game (laughs) you know you and dr squash on there with a brand new set rapidly yeah. yeah no that's yeah. that's interesting like it's there's it's crazy like how, what what kind of people you meet just doing comedy whether it's fans or other comics and their stories and stuff and it's i don't think i've ever heard anyone not meet someone cool through comedy like inter- interestingly cool oh yeah Man, the doctor oh, yeah. himself wow the doc well <laughs> he's not a- Okay, he's not the doctor. He's like the guy with the beautiful beard. Like he's like he's like the he's like the beautiful test subject of this brand, I guess you could say. 
the well, doctor. <laughs> I'll refer to him as the doctor because I don't know who the real doctor is, but he's yeah. the face. Yeah. That's that's awesome. That's cool. That's cool. All right. And now, um, so now that you're back in comedy, what's what's the difference from when you started? Because you basically started twice, so to say. Yeah. What what was different from the very first time to the second time, and what was the same? I I think when I first started comedy, I did it because I thought that I wanted people to see how smart I was. <laughs> it's like one of those things. It's like one of those, like, you know, a lot of times when people get started, it's like, oh, I see these celebrities. I could do that. Mm. Or like, what I like, you wait till you hear what I think. Like, All that's right. definitely when I was like 25, 24, 25 getting started. That's what I thought. Yeah, gotcha. You were like, I, I got this. Hold my bag. I, I can do this too. Watch me. Right. Oh my God. Was I ever wrong? And I think after that, it was more like I need to make sense of things. And it's going to take a lot of thinking to make sense of things. And then, like, I realized that once you do learn the truth, it sets you free. And then if you can find a funny way to explain it, it can help set other people free too in certain ways and like yeah. loosen people up. And I think like people need to be loose for change to happen. So yeah, it's like definitely still self-serving now, but like I really have no interest in like being famous. Like I really enjoy producing and like, of course, like everyone would love to do like a Netflix special, you know, and like maybe someday, but yeah and, and it also keeps you fresh like to have to make content that can be relevant enough that it can propel you to being someone who people know about like you have to keep your ear to the ground and see what's you have to know what's going on in the world and you have to understand how people feel about it and how you feel about it and how the way you feel relates to the way that they feel relates to the truth of the situation like it's it, a lot of it is just doing math doing a lot of math and then like jazzing it up a little bit <laughs> Yeah, definitely, Jasmine. Uh, no, that that makes you're right. Um, people gotta feel comfortable with what you're saying, and it's easier if it's the truth, because you know you already believe it. So you don't got oh, yeah. you don't got to lie to yourself, and then you're comfortable, they're comfortable, and like, oh, I get this. I I can totally relate. I can just laugh. I don't gotta be in my head. Yeah. Just, oh, oh yeah, like being able. Like I love to think to like. Okay, like even something as simple as like when you're in the line at the grocery store and you're checking out and there's a cashier there, if you can say something to make them laugh, it's you telling them that you understand. Like to be able to get on someone else's level in a way that makes them loosen up, like it shows that like you know what's going on and you see them. And you can serve them like laughter. Like when you can make someone laugh, you're like giving them a product. I hate to say it, but like you're doing it. Well, you're not giving them a product. You're doing them a service. Yeah. And you have to be able to stand in someone's shoes to be able to make them laugh. I think. No, that's definitely true. You know, like, uh, like they say, there's a, I forget to say now, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> like or like or walking in a mile in someone's shoe, you know. And when you do comedy, you're you're showing it. You're showing that mile to everyone. They're like, oh, I, I, you know, that's it's very it's easy to bond with people over comedy. 
because everyone has those moments that suck and a lot of comedy is talking about those moments that suck and when you reflect on it like you know it's kind of funny yeah and connecting with people like you say even at the grocery store making a little some little joke about something like <laughs> you're right that's funny yeah you know i do I, yeah it's it's a very positive feeling yeah yeah and we need more positive feelings damn it like real ones i totally agree i totally agree uh, i'm glad i'm glad you're still doing comedy you know? Hopefully you don't quit and come back a third time. <laughs> well, then again, third time's a charm, so maybe. I don't know. We shall see. Hmm. I mean, I can't stop now. Oh, my God. I'm in Zoom rooms doing shows like 20, 25 hours a week. And that's just on air. Dang. And then there's all the back end stuff. And, like, soon, you know, soon the real world's going to open up. And, like, we all want to go on a cruise ship together. Like, like I, it would be, I think it would be great if we could, like, package like a show with like lots and lots of different comics because like we've never met like i mean jesus christ it could be a freaking reality show if if, if the right person could pitch it it really could i mean know? it could be like um it could be like an like one of those edc carnivals stuff on cruises but of comedy a comedy festival on the sea yeah carnivals comedy cruise wow that's interesting. That'd be that'd be pretty dope. No, that'd be exciting. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I'd like to join that if that happened. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know how long we've been recording. This is only my second time doing the Zoom, and I'm still learning cool. how to put it together. Cause yeah, it's a lot. This is a lot more work than I ever thought it was going to be. And I'm just doing an interview with one person. I can't imagine what <laughs> it's like running a room with 20, 40 comics just waiting. Oh my gosh, it is so much freaking fun. It's so fun. Hey, and it, seriously, if you ever want to run a show, let me know. Because we built the infrastructure. All you have to do is give us like a banner and a show description and comics will just sign up for your show. And then I built an app where you just get the list and it has all the info and you can communicate with everyone really easily. It's like poof. So I mean, honestly, uh, it's it's on my next things to think. It's on, it's on my list of next things to try. Because um, I, I really thought about it. Like, I don't think anyone in Vegas has an, a Zoom mic at all, which a lot of comics are moving to Vegas. So uh, I, I feel like I feel like there should be one. Maybe I just haven't seen it if there is one. I bet there is one. I'm like, <laughs> spreadsheets. Like, I got I this. Have I have this information. Let's see cities. Let's go to Las Vegas and see what's there. Las Vegas. There is. Oh, no. No, there's nothing. There's no my coast that I Boom. that I know of, but that doesn't Boom. mean there are none. I'm gonna I'm gonna start working on it. Goals, goals. All right. Um. So. Here's my last and final question. Now, because like I, like I mentioned to you, this this podcast is for any newbie comedian or anyone who's thinking about doing comedy or anyone who loves comedy but wants to know like the backstories and what goes on behind the scene. You know what happens when you're not when they're not on stage telling a joke. Uh huh. This is what it is because I, I knew nothing about comedy when I started. I didn't know about any open mics. I didn't know where, where to find them. I didn't know what was going on in my city until I started doing it. And then I found out, wow, there's a lot. Yeah. So that's so a lot of what you said is I know it's going to be beneficial 
to some of these new comics out here. But what's one piece of advice you could give yourself back then that you know now? Mm. Oh, listen to the crowd. Like, show up with your toolbox. Don't try to script what you're going to say. Don't. Don't do it. Know what you believe and know what you want to talk about and talk around the subjects you want to talk about. Like, you got to leave room for discovery. There are funnies that you'll make on stage that could never be planned, and you have to give yourself space for that. It's okay. And, com- and, and like, sometimes you're the funniest when you literally fail. So get so get ready, baby. Yeah. Wow, that's I've I've never heard that. That's really interesting because you're you know you're right. Like uh, I've done some sets and I practice because you know I was new. I want to make sure I do my jokes and I sound scripted. And you're right. I've learned that sometimes like I blank out and then I gotta self recover and then I somehow find something that was funny or yeah. I like that. I like that to keep it loose. Keep it loose. Loose, baby. Yeah. Uh, well, awesome. Thank you for being on here. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Any shows? Anything? Haha. <laughs> so Monday nights at 8:30 p.m. Eastern, we have the Big D. It's a broken relationships mic out of Chicago. You can register for that at www.rampantly.la. On Tuesday nights, we have Bromitas Spanglish mic, Spanish and English, with three hosts out of New York and Oakland. That's at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can register for that on the site, too. Then I host Blue Mic on Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern. That's a dirty joke show. Blue comedy. Stuff that is, like, racy that you don't know you should try anywhere else. So, yeah, you can also register for that on the Rampantly website. That's and we've got tons of shows. I'm not, I can't plug all of them, but yeah, you should head to rampantly.la and get a yeah, sign up and come to a show. Awesome, thank you for being here. Uh, I hope everyone learned something here. Go check out Rampantly and I'll hit you up about a mic sometime. Yeah, all right, thank you. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Wait. Nice work. Oops. Thank you. I just forgot to hit stop record. Hey, thanks for sticking around for the show. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, follow us on social media, all that good stuff. Uh, until next time. Later.